tuning in to the Dig On Doug podcast. And we're going to get live. We're going to get you ready because you're going to be in for an earful, baby. Let's go. Yo, yo, it's Dig On Doug. Dig On Doug. Dig On Doug. It's your number one spot. Dig On Doug. Dig on Doug, dig on Doug, another episode drop. This is Dig on Doug, we speak on things we love, sports, books, and grub. Listen, we know what's up with movies, relationships, dynamites, main event, politics too, and the airways, latest hits. If I like it, then I name it. If I love it, I'll explain it. It's my podcast to play with or experiment. We explore our differences. Fact is, we ain't nothing without photosynthesis. So get a load of this. Lock in and focus in. Informative discussions with substance you can't afford to miss. Steer you from the shallow pits of hopelessness. Change your mind state from renting to ownership. We on some showmanship. Set goals and go for it. Share what I know so you don't have to go through it. There's alternatives, whole kinds and turns and twists. Yo, it's dig on Doug, fool. You know you heard of this. All right, all right. What's up, y'all? It is your boy, Doug, and this is the Dig on Doug podcast. So glad to have you all here. It's been a minute. Been in that creative space of not being creative and everything. So, uh, yeah. Um, but we back. We back. We back on. We back on. We back on the, uh, the horse. We back on the, the bike. Whatever you want to be back on, we back on that. We back with the shovel and we digging and everything. So excited to be here. I got two great guests with me tonight. We're gonna get on some stuff. We're gonna talk about the uh, the George Floyd uh, verdict. Uh, we're gonna talk about some. Uh, some Luther or somehow some of the older uh, black folk like women say Lufa. So we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about that and celebrate his birthday. And then we're going to uh, talk about just uh, life transitions and everything and just get into that. So, um, again, super excited to have two of my homies here. Uh, Dale, glad to have you back, man. Well, welcome again. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Pleased to be back. All right, all right. And then my, my boy, uh, Double R, uh, Ronnie, what's going on, man? Yo, it's so good to be with you gentlemen this evening. And also, shout out to Hugo, man. Oh, man, representing the Bay. Hey, that that's the homie with the intro. Love, love that guy. So, so yeah, so I wanted to, like I said, I need to get back on, back on the horse, back on the bike, back on the motorcycle, whatever is back on, um, and just really get on some stuff and talk on some stuff and put some stuff on the airway. So, um, this week, uh, we had the, uh, the verdict of, uh, the George Floyd case. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say the former cop cause I don't even want to say the man's name. So, um, found guilty and everything on, on all the counts. Um, so just wanted to get your guys' uh, thought processes going into it, uh, when it did happen and everything, and then just um, what you think about it and what does it mean going forward. So, uh, Dale, we can start with you because you had some uh, some fire beforehand. So I'm going to let you uh, start <laughs> with the fireworks. All right. Now, you hang it on as your fingernails because it's the verdict. And you're like thinking, you don't get away with it because you don't get away with it. Because he didn't hear Popo. It's like, I ain't cool. That ain't cool, but it's gonna happen. And then he's pronounced guilty. I look at my phone and going, goodness gracious. This man, all three counts. And I'm thinking what my boy said the other day. This is the only case I've ever heard of where there's actual video evidence of the murder <laughs> being committed by the mofo. And we still hang on the edge of our seats 
to find out if he gets convicted of murder when he obviously committed murder. Everybody's seen him and done it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand that. I mean, the thing I was saying earlier, it's like we were conditioned that he going to be found not guilty because brothers and sisters, they've been doing it to us for so long. <laughs> I don't know how you could not think that at first. Come on now. The system has been rigged against us for a minute and a half and two cents to Sunday. You know this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know this. Truth. <laughs> so, while I'm pleased that this justice system did something to this man because he did something to a brother and treated him like a beast. And now it's not allowable. And you, I can say some things. I'm not going to speak out of school. Um, <laughs> this is, should not be where we're hanging on the edge of our seats. What this man's going to be pronounced guilty? Mm-hmm. When there's actual video evidence of him committing the crime. That doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> it don't. And yeah. I believe in America, the ideals of America, but we, mm, goodness gracious. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, go ahead, Ronnie. <clears throat> so, I mean, like, I didn't initially feel happy about the verdict. I don't really necessarily feel as if I had, like, any doubt that he would be convicted but at the same time if even one juror was convinced that he didn't do it then it was over uh you know i could be absolutely honest like if that would have happened like i wouldn't have been surprised by it but i didn't necessarily feel relief and the reason why i didn't necessarily feel relief when the verdict went guilty all three ways was because, again, it could have happened the very next day. It happened within the very next hour. The very next hour. And that right there told me everything. Don't you dare play dumb with me and try to go ahead and make me feel as if I feel I should feel happy with this victory when it happens just an hour later. 15-year-old girl has a knife. Okay, you're supposed to be the professional. I'm glad you saved some lives, but at the same time, why couldn't you bring that criminal in if they're considered criminal? Whatever you need to do to bring them in, bring them in. But shooting them to death, that sounds like a big slowdown of the criminal justice system process to me for someone's reason. I don't know who's, I don't know what, I don't know if it's some entity, but it seems awfully convenient that you can go ahead and shoot individual black people but you couldn't even be bothered to take out your guns on january when that insurrection happened and not to say that those cops didn't go through some hard stuff they did one person did get shot that was one but you had a whole insurrection going in on that building you barely got a lot of those senators out and i keep going back to that because don't you dare play dumb with me and feel like we're not the ones who are, we're, we're the ones who are less than them. You've proven it over and over. So if you want them, if you want them up there, if you want to go ahead and have that society, do it somewhere else. That Confederate battle flag should have never walked in that building. That person should have been shot on sight. How dare you 
try to play with some emotion like that. I believe in the ideals of America. I was born here. Prove me wrong. I got the papers. So fuck off trying to tell me I should feel victory for a three guilty plea or three guilty counts on some cop when you got so many of them that have done wrong over history. And you ain't helping us. You helping them dudes that went ahead and tried to march that building. So God help you with however you want that to play out. That's what I got to say. Yeah, no, it's um, <clears throat> it's real. I mean, and it's been interesting to see just different people's reaction to the verdict. Um, honestly, I had no feelings or whatever towards it because I live on the coin of this is America. Something could happen. But I usually expect the opposite thing to happen of what should happen. Um. And so I was just like, I was like, oh, okay, he found like, and I mean, I like, I mean, yes, you know, justice being served. And I know that's what a lot of people are saying um, and everything. But I mean, that doesn't, I mean, George Floyd isn't here. I mean, all the lives that have been taken by police brutality isn't here. And so, and if anybody's listening to this and they're like, what about the black and black crime? Black and black crime which you is the only crime that you hear because you never hear about white and white crime. You never hear about Latin on Latin crime. You never hear about Asian on Asian crime. So it is definitely a media ploy. But the thing is, people kill people by where they live in the proximity of where they live. It's the same with when they say, I mean, statistics show the most part you, you you usually date people because you at work most of the time you usually date people you work with. It's called proximity. And so for that narrative, I'm just like, I I, I don't talk to you. Um, I just, I can't, if you can't have a conversation. And so it's just, I don't know, it's just wild. I mean, I didn't have no thoughts or anything behind it. I mean, yay. But I mean, like, like you said, Ronnie, like, I mean, just in a whole different state and everything, something else happens. And so now, and then I'm like, because then people are like, oh, like I'm, I have yet to hear anybody say police work isn't hard. Like, so I don't know why that thing keeps coming out there. Like, oh, their job is hard. You sign up for it. That, that like you sign paperwork, like you signed your signature to say that you're responsible. You took an oath, all of this stuff. So, if you didn't want to do it, then you don't sign up for it. Did you have did you have something there? <laughs> I this this whiny thing about oh the police are doing what they can't do and their job is hard and I'm sorry. There was a story I saw within the last week and a half. And this story was of a 61-year-old man in his pickup truck. And he was working to get away from the popo. And the popo was cars were around his truck. This is a police officer on his truck. When this man drove away with the officer on his truck, he apprehended this man alive and un unharmed. The police job may be hard, but y'all see they want to kill black people almost immediately as soon as you see them. That's what I'm getting from all this. 
And I've seen that happen and read the history books as well. Not the ones y'all give us, but the real history. <laughs> <laughs> about what y'all been doing for centuries to the black people in America. So if you tell me your job is hard, but you can apprehend a 61-year-old man who drives away from y'all and has one of y'all on his truck, and he's alive and well, and you going to kill a young lady named Makia fighting two girls and using a knife to defend herself because this girl's trying to harm her. And the first thing you do is you shoot the girl with the knife instead of de-escalating the situation like I was supposed to motherfucking do in the first goddamn place. You can kiss my black custard crap because y'all ain't doing y'all job. Doug is right. You were signed up for this. You did sign the papers. It took the four to six weeks of training. You knew exactly what you were getting into. You joined a damn union. You know, your problem. Well, mm. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's real. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a frustration, and it's like it's 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 just it just baffles me. Like we com- now we all work, we have work, we've done work and everything, and yes, we complained about our jobs, but we knew what we signed up for. If you worked retail before, you know what you're signing up for when you work retail. Like you you know like. You know, you know what it is like. So, but it's like, I, like I've never like hope it's oh, I hope somebody appreciates like know that my job is hard. It's like you, you again, you signed up for it because we we don't talk about how hard teachers have it. We 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 don't talk about that as as much as we want to love to talk about our people love to talk about oh, you know the cops have it hard and da, da, da. you can't have something hard if you signed up for it. That's like somebody like going to the gym constantly and trying to be fit and everything. And then like, you know, I got it so hard. You know, I got to wake up at like this time and go to the gym. And you signed up for it. Like, I don't I don't get the, the and then you get the disconnect. Yeah, I just yeah. I mean, I, like here, let me add to that a little bit. Does anyone ever think about what happens if a doctor drunkenly stumbles into the surgery room and maybe puts the heart where it doesn't go? Gee, I wonder what kind of mistake happened there. What would happen to the doctor? Does he get to keep his job? But okay, maybe I'm being a little too because these police officers aren't drunk, right? Well, how do you go ahead and confuse your sidearm for a taser? Oh, God, in that one. Gee, I wonder. Like, come on now. Let's go ahead and say the doctor went ahead and confused what was your left arm and right arm and attached both. <laughs> oh damn! Oh my gosh! I must be I must be somehow stupid to go ahead and believe that that wasn't in, at all a mistake there. You know, taser, taser, taser. You shot twice, not once, twice. If you shoot a taser, you're usually shooting it once because there's two barbs that come out, right? How are you gonna? Come on. You're supposed to be a professional police officer or peace officer. <laughs> peace. My oh, God. well, that peace ain't. No, oh, that ain't part of it. Because what part of peace means pulling out your sidearm first to go ahead and pull over a serving U.S. military member? Don't even tell him why you're pulling him over. You're just upset. And showing some new rookie cop how to go ahead and do things around with these darker complected folk. See, and and with that, I'm gonna jump in real quick. With that, where are all them folks that was coming after Kaepernick? 
Where is all the where is all them folks with all that heat that wanted to come after Kaepernick because he was disrespecting the flag and veterans? Oh no! Did you did you guys think we forgot about you? <laughs> did you somehow think you eluded <laughs> our gaze as you dumb people straight up were calling out Cap for disrespecting veterans? Well, Lottie freaking do. Where the frack are you? I wonder. I don't know about those people. I do know that if I hear another brutalized marriage thing in my oh life, my God. I am not going to slap the taste out of someone's mouth. I mean, I mean, because if that's the case, I mean, we just need to put we need to put everybody like so like Baker's lives matter. Um, we, uh, you know, uh, construction lives matter. I mean. Again, that that's a, that's a choice. Again, that that is a choice that you go and do, you and go and sign into that profession and everything. And and again, you chose this. We are not. And like, I'll, like don't be like. I mean, most of the people who listen to this like understand this stuff. But it's like, if you, if you start saying like, oh, why don't y'all go? Try? I don't need to try it. I don't want to try it because I know what it is. I know what the requirements are. So I know I don't need to go over there, but I didn't sign up for that. And that's my conscious choice. That's it. I dated a cop. I know. So I get it. They, uh, yeah, I, I didn't want her not having her. But when I hear politicians tell me blue lives matter, and then y'all don't do anything about the capital insurrection, that kind of stuff just pisses me off. I'm sorry, not sorry, but yeah. <laughs> I keep hearing a lot of talking and yipper yapping and jib jabbing, but I keep hearing nothing to back that up from, from people who are saying this matters and that matters. It would be nice to hear who you put your money where your mouth is. If a blue lives matter, train them. Mm-hmm. Train them to the escalated situation. Train them so that they don't have the conscious thing in their mind that like, I killed somebody I didn't mean to kill in case some of that shit was accidental. And we have another, we have a safe person still alive. Hopefully a public, because that's who's being killed. But, you know, you're Americans too. And then often I'll have to go through PTSD where we're shooting somebody when they didn't mean to. There's some motherfuckers out there who mean to kill us. And gonna continue trying to kill us over a little infraction because they scared of us. Because somehow we magic niggas who have power <laughs> to kill them with our death ray eyes. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's all true, but I was raised in the hood, and that's what we do. And somehow we we think of this this way. I don't know how we are people trying to make a living in the world, trying to earn our place and help our communities, trying to help our family, put food on the table. We're not trying to cause no trouble. We're not trying to die. I am seriously wondering what type of super Negro out there in history. <laughs> Straight up hurt these white people so bad that they don't trust any of them. I need to know who this no, superhero right, was. Because the crazy part is they made up their own lies and they believed their own lies. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 no, like exactly, exactly, exactly. I just don't, I don't understand that though. It's like they made up this somehow ultimate powerful black entity wrong, that wrong, completely wrong, wipe wrong, out their entire the existence. Hold up, hold on, I'm not done. To wipe out their entire existence, yet at the same time, like, 
they they want to treat us as if we're inferior in life i don't get it what did we do to go ahead and hurt you guys so bad that any time a police officer needs to step on the scene even if it's a kid and just go ahead and end them explain that to me it makes no sense none whatsoever none whatsoever and so, and like what Dale was talking about, like, you know, retraining and all this stuff. I, when I was in um, undergrad, I was a social major. Um, and I remember having conversations with, with some of my, my fellow classmates and everything. And they told me, they're like, in, in the social program, they're like, oh, yeah, they're like, I'm back in this program because I got to get a BA and then go get a master's in sociology and, and social work because they were social workers already. But requirements changed. So they had to go back and get educated why we can't do the same. That's social, social workers is a huge field. That is not, you know, a small field at all. So if you, so if you can upgrade, if you can upgrade the requirements for it, for them, you can definitely go and do it for those middle school degree folks. Um, and I saying, you know, of course, not to say all of them, but middle school degree folks um, who, um, who, who over here with a badge and, and weapons and everything. So, so yeah, no, it's, 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 it's wild. It's crazy. Um, I mean, we got a long way to go. Um, but again, cool. in the fact of like, I mean, he's in jail and everything. Okay. Will that deter other cops from doing it? Probably not. I mean, we just saw it like a couple hours later, probably not, but you know, the one thing we got to do, one thing we get, well, one of the one of the many things we got to do is just continue to celebrate black lives um, and just in the sense of across the board and just everything of of what we are, who we are and everything. And so with that being said, um, I was a couple of days ago, I was like on Google, you know how Google can be. And, and as some of the old folks say to Googly. Um, so and and I saw uh, they had the little search bar and it was a uh, Luther Vandross and I was like oh Luther I was like I was like it's been so long like I just looked it up too like he passed in uh in 05 and I'm like Jesus where where does time go um like Luther is like one of my favorite artists from that era when we talk about R and B we talk about Motown and everything and. I remember those uh those late night BET commercials with the thirty CD case of the greatest R&B soul hits and like soul situations CDs and everything. I was like, oh wow! I was like, they put all that music together, man. When these this new generation, like y'all, cool, but like y'all will never understand the struggle of like CDs and maintaining the CD. Like a CD get a scratch on it, ooh, ooh, ooh and then don't even have me go to tapes. Like I'm young and I'm young, I'm I'm old enough for tape. So like and don't let one of those come out the loop and then you gotta put the pencil in and like reel it back in and hope it ain't messed up and everything. So I, I want I want to celebrate Luther and just ask you all like what is one of your favorite uh Luther Vandross songs? So you're gonna kick my ass on this one. I was never a Luther fan. Do you have a favorite song though? Now this is this is where we have a problem if you ain't got a, a good uh, one of his songs that you like. Uh, and they're all just so for me, but Al Green was my boy. Al Green was my boy. <laughs> Nothing happened, but 
Oh my god. <laughs> I thought she was a song. Uh, I don't remember the title of the song, but I think it goes, Don't you know that? Really, really, really know that. Oh, yeah. Don't you know? Yeah. Don't you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I she was going to be that one because that, that's the one that stuck in my head. But yeah, Al Green was my boy. Okay. Nah, nah, nah. Al, Al Green is a legend. I mean, most of them cats in that era were, are, are legends. So, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> now, 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 when I was talking about this subject earlier, I cannot wait for this. Like, I, I'm going to get my song out the way. I'm going to get my song out the way and we're going to go to Ronnie because I, I, okay. I am so intrigued for this story. I cannot wait for this story to happen. But so me, for me, my favorite Luther song is This House Is Not A Home. Like, that is just a, such a deep song. Like, I, I love it, the visual, like, in my head that I, that I picture and everything. If if you're listening to this and you don't know what these songs are, go 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 search them because you, you're missing out on a good era of life and everything. So we, we don't make music like that no more, and especially like back in this era. And we'll talk about it in a minute when they used to talk to you on the song, like they used to like they used, Ted, Teddy used to talk to them. Teddy used to talk to her. So, but I, I I'm ready, Ronnie. I'm I'm ready. Like r- roll out the red carpet. Uh, like I'm gonna get my uh, my milk and cookies so I can take a nap. Like I'm ready for the story. <laughs> oh man, it's not really that interesting of a story. So I would have to say that, like I I'm not a super fan of Luther, but I do enjoy some songs. But namely, the reason why I can't say I'm a super fan or anything like that of Luther is because I used to fall asleep to his songs. <laughs> so they're they're slow songs they're slow jams hey, when, yeah. I was, when i was a kid right when i was a kid <laughs> i was a kid to a single mom who was putting herself through graduate school and she had a best friend and then we would go take road trips all the way from the midwest down to uh south carolina mm. and that's a long road trip so a lot of cassette tapes were played along the way right <laughs> and so I have my own little Walkman and I'm like listening to my, my songs and, you know, my songs at the time when I'm eight, like I wasn't into like, you know, all the hip hop stuff quite yet. I was like, I think I was like eight, seven, eight, you know, I'm listening to like the Aladdin soundtrack or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm jamming the backseat to Aladdin, but you know, every so often, like I would listen to some of the adult songs that were playing. Like I can, I can tell you what I would jam out to some Santana. Like they play some Santana, I'll go ahead and I'll be like, "Black Magic Woman." <laughs> I would put down right, and then you know maybe play some Tower of Power. What is hip? Like I, I, I love that right. And then uh, all the time, it just seems to me all the time, Luther Vandross decided to go ahead and pop up in the cassette <laughs> deck when it was when it was nighttime, and so I'd just be like, "Oh hell, ah, I'm I'm done." I'm I'm passing out in the back seat like I'm I couldn't remember too many songs because I'm just out I'm knocked out. Slow song comes on I'm like Ugh. oh my god. So that's really the story, Doug. Like pretty much Luther Vandross was the night night tape. I, I like <laughs> I love the visual of like Luther just decided to pop in the car and be like just, like, just singing just serenading and right is like. Oh, but if you think about it okay think about this though it makes so much sense like let's pretend you're a kid right it's nighttime, and you know it's been it's friday night right 
your parents are up and they're like, man, having a sip of wine, this kid won't go to sleep. They're like, we're going to just put on the love song anyway. And they put on Luther Vandross. Kids knocked out. Take him. And then they're ready to go. They're like, the kid's going to be gone. Just leave Luther on, baby. Leave Luther on. He's going to be knocked out. We could go ahead and do this all night. Like that. It makes sense. It so, makes sense. Ha- like I, I have to ask a question. And, and if you haven't, you definitely should. If you have trouble sleeping, Roddy, you should put on some Luther and see if that is still work for you. Too. <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm thinking about it. Just <laughs> Luther Vandross works at Sleep ASMR. <laughs> Help put that, you to sleep. That is hilarious. Healthy so, dose of Luther. A healthy dose. Of, take, take, listen to two of these and call me tomorrow. <laughs> touching that era though so we'll open up that era though of like music like you know Dale you were talking about uh, Marvin Marvin right? Marvin and Al Marvin and Al like see I ain't gonna lie sometimes I'll be mixing them up I'll be like for something like that Marvin and Al see I get it nah I get it Al was the man but Marv come on now his daddy did us an injustice he really did because that's the understatement of the year yeah a supreme injustice to him Anti music done forever. Mm-hmm. Marvin was a man. He's talked to our souls. That's it. <laughs> so you, Ain't no so, other word. Yeah. One of the songs that really stick out to me from Al Green is How Do You Mend a Broken Heart? That song right there. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, just go ahead and look at the lyrics, folks. Like, just go ahead and look, go, go ahead and look at them and read them lyrics and tell me your heart don't move. Like, especially men. So. But how do you mend a broken heart? But just that era of music was just great. I mean, you had like Marvin, you had uh, Al, you had Shaka Khan's in that era, you had Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle is my cleanup music. Like when I need to clean up, Patty LaBelle is my cleanup music. That's like my cleanup music, like like person, like, and that's my old lady crush. Like Patty LaBelle is my old lady. Hey crush. Doug, I gotta ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the cover of Jumpin' Jack Flash? Jumpin' Jack Flash. She did a cover. I did not know that. I might have to check that out. Yeah, she did a cover. It's better than the Stones. Mm. I played this for other people. And like, she did a what? A cover. And like, damn, that's way better than the Stones' original song. That's what I'm telling you. It's Patty, man. You don't understand. Patty. Patty. Okay, that's it. I, I, so, can yeah. only, I can only imagine what it was like to see her like in concert and her like prime. Yeah, I didn't get that opportunity, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, we're, I mean, we're, we're, we're too, we're too, we're too young for that. So, but like, well, her prime in her forties and fifties. I'm too young for that. I mean, she, yeah, I mean, she still, got, I mean, she still got it. But I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to listen to that later. But uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so you said she covered which one now? Uh, Jumping Jack Flash. You got Aretha Franklin is that era and everything as well. Um, Aretha was the one. You got Smokey. <laughs> I got stories about Aretha. People ask me all the time, why is Aretha your artist? I, I tell them, let me tell you what happened. This is what <laughs> happened was, see, I was in my mama's belly at 15. And she did a talent show. And she could sing. And, of course, I was asked to sing. So, brothers and sisters stay sang, even when you say sang. <laughs> she sang, and she sang respect while I was in her belly. 
growing up, matured, becoming a big bump. She won a talent contest. I'll always have Aretha in my heart. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I'll always have her in my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember my mom, too. You know. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think I think even part of like my thing with Luther is like just a connection with my mom and like her like having to listen to that music. Well, for me, it's weird because I have three different artists having a connection with my mom with, and that's Tina Marie, <laughs> who can sing. Fire and, and Desire. Earl, thank you. And Earl Clue. Okay, I don't I'm know about Earl. I don't, I don't, Earl who? I don't know about Earl. Earl Clue. Acoustic guitar. He won. I think I'm not sure, but I think he won a Grammy. Uh, K L U G H, I believe. No, it could be off though. But my mom was oh, okay. him all yeah, the time. Yeah, K K L U G H. Yeah. Yeah, and these are just, these are the artists I associated with, kind of with the era, kind of because mm-hmm. of course you had you know the rap artists too back in the day, virgin yeah. rap singing, <laughs> but. You know, these artists I think about, it's like, okay, because she listened to Isley Brothers herself, not my thing. And OJ's, though, they were definitely my, my, my group. Love the OJ's. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, okay, Dale. Yeah, okay, you hit it. What, what, what's, some, what's, some, what's, some of your, what's some of your favorite OJ's? What's some of your favorite OJ's? Gracious. I don't know the titles as much <clears> as I should, but I have them all on my playlist. Let me see what I got. Hold on. More, more, more. See, my favorite OJ song is be Cry Together. Like, Cry Together, like that song. <laughs> Oh man, one of my favorite OJs is the Backstabbers. Man, that was a good one. Oh, oh Backstabbers. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you got I mean, that was see, a that, good one. See, see, like I, I feel like a lot of songs today don't prepare you for actual life. Backstabbers will prepare you to get ready to be in the world. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's one of the real life ones. That's like, why it start off with smile in your face. All the time they won't take your place. Oh man, I can't even say like Stabbers. Ah, so now, good. Now see another one of favorite mine is Bobby Wallman. Uh, Bobby Bobby Wallman. Bobby Wallman can hit you with some stuff. Bobby Wallman. Mm-hmm. If you think you're lonely now, if you if if you think you're lonely now. Oh, he's saying that. Yeah, he he sung that. If you if you, if you wow, think. that was a yes. good one. Wait until the night. Uh huh. These songs prepared you like they prepared you for stuff. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me get my list. Oh, yeah, I mean, Sam Cook. I mean, I mean, you can't. Oh. You can't go. I mean, oh, you can't go. Sam Cooke is an artist, a legend. Period. That's yeah. Eight, eight, no, eight, no, uh, no. It's Sam Cooke. Sam, Sam Cooke. I, I, I mean, mm. just so much, ta- so much talent. Just, just so much, so much talent. Ooh, ooh, oh, Bobby has some kids. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ooh, all right. Oh uh, yeah, heartbreaker. I forgot about that. That's right. That's the one I remember. That's just that. That's some strong. So, so who are some, who are some of your people yeah. from here, Ronnie? Like who are who are some of the folks you enjoy from that that soul R and B Motown era? 
Oh man, like you, you definitely mentioned uh, quite a bit, but um, let me see. I mean, there's the Brothers Johnson. That one? Back in the day. Oh man, there's like. I have a whole freaking playlist, actually. Hold on, let me go ahead. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? It's like, wait, Joe Tex, like. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where's, where's this one? <clears throat> so you got like the Gap Band. I love the Gap Band. Gap, Gap Band, Band yeah. Great one. First <clears throat> Gap Band, that's when the fire. Earth, Wind, and mm-hmm. Fire. I mean, oh, Cameo. Cameo. Oh, dude. <laughs> Let's go, Cameo. Yeah. Oh, my God, Cameo. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, like, for real, one of my favorite Cameo songs was Rigor Mortis. I love that one. Oh, yeah, it was a good one. What what about fake like like I mean being single for a long time like that that cameo single song and that that that'll help you that like I I be feeling good about being single. I'm living the single. See, I'd be like, yeah, I am. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and they got candy. Candy is like their biggest song. So, also, man, I used to listen to a lot of Curtis Mayfield. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no, that's that's party, that's party train. I was like, I was like, oh, that's um. Oh, confunction, confunction, another one. Yeah, I've heard that name in a long time. <laughs> See now, now, <laughs> now, my, now, my brother Leo, if he uh, if he he listened to this, now one of one of our favorite love train by confunction. Is a great song. That sorry, what song are you talking about? Love Train by Confunction. By Confunction, okay. Yeah. Because you know, I know people all over the world. Oh yeah, Love Train, Love Train. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all the world. I just want to launch it to it, man. It's just like right there. He goes like. That's great. What? <laughs> these, these, these these songs will take you. I mean, these songs will take you there. Then I think about like, Yay. I mean, one of the classics. Yeah. Now look, that now it's a disservice when he said this man didn't yet, but the the late great Mister Barry White. And okay, you cannot uh, you no, cannot disrespect you Barry White. You can't sorry, just no, say the Godfather's name. No. You can't, just, you can't just drop it like I'm that sorry, and be I'm like, sorry. whoa, without taking a moment of silence. Thank you. Okay. Oof. Praise him. Praise Oof. him. It's Barry White. He is helping many times in the bedroom. Thank you, Barry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, he got the secret garden. I mean, that's old. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Woo! <clears throat> Y'all listen to the Four Tops? The Four Tops, yes. Oh, oh yeah, man. Oh, the Dramatics. Yeah. I want to. I want to go outside what song did in the they rain. Do? What song did they do? I remember the name of the. Book. I, I want to go outside in the rain. In the rain. I want to go outside. I want to go outside 
go outside. <laughs> In the rain with you. Down, 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 down. I mean, it's okay. All right. What about this? Now, I'm going to hit y'all with this one. I, 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 what about Float On? Song. Hey, song. Float. Float On. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you say that? The, the last thing. Float On. They opened the song with their with their uh, with their signs. Aquarius, Libra, Leo, Cancer. <laughs> okay, I need to expand my knowledge of the group's names and the songs that I like because I hear uh, you talking about the group's names and the songs. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that song. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like that sometimes. Like when you hear it, yeah. you're like, "Oh yeah," but that floater song. And they got two versions of them. Like one is like an eight minute song. <laughs> like one is oh. like eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. and how, what, how long is the radio edit? <laughs> I think the radio one was probably like three or four. But like, okay, because they got the other one where like the, the instrumental just plays for like a while. It's like, and it's a good. I mean, right. you, you go with it, but then it's like. Homies, a little bit too much. Bit too I mean, much. The, the lyrics, though, the lyrics are amazing. Like, where, where is it at? Because it's like, cause what is like, I love all, where is it? Where, I got to find it now. Because, you know, look, Leo, and my name is Paul. You see, I like all women of the world. <laughs> like, And you know, so I sat down and wrote there like, nah, we gotta make this rhyme. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. I look at another one. I love how they did their, their astrological sign in their name. So, Cancer, and my name is Larry. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, is actually in the lyric on here. Like, and it's like I like I like a woman that loves everything and everybody. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. <laughs> and so you know there was cats like real life cats with them names and with them astrological signs going to the club like my name is Paul. <laughs> hey, if it worked for him, why not for us? Hello. <laughs> okay. See, sometimes sometimes I wish songs were like like this were redone because I would just love to hear people like redo this with like their cancer like their astrological sign in their name nice <laughs> like my name is like what is it hold on Capricorn and my name is Doug <laughs> 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 oh man oh, you know them covers were awesome back in the day though oh yeah they were bad. They were awesome back right there. It's just, it's, 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 it's amazing. Like, it's like, just awesome. Like, I mean, the music, it took you places. It take you places. Like you said, you hear it again. You're like, oh yeah. And it just, it just floats on. It just floats on. Like, you, you just, like another, like the eyes was like, um, what is that? Uh, what is it? Voyage to, to, uh, what is it? Voyage to not at at not at Atlanta. What is it? I have no idea. I didn't listen to Adam Brothers that much. Right. Black guys. 
<laughs> I mean, they got the classic one. I mean, you know, in between the sheets. So. Yes, that one I do know. My mom was on the smooth sailing album. <laughs> that one I know. That was helpful. <laughs> Voyage to Atlantis. There we go. Voyage to Atlantis. That's that's another good one. So yeah, yeah. I, I, go, I go with the helpful songs that you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got I got them up here. I used to. I mean, back in the day, they used to come on the radio. I used to make tapes because I love the songs. I I mean, now okay, we talk about technology. Yes, technology is a beautiful thing, but understanding the struggle of what technology was, you trying to make a mixtape oh. and record something off the radio on a tape and like catch it like right. Then you get the D then you get then you get the DJ, like the MC who wanna talk like it's like, bro, just like shut up, like let the song play. Like are you trying to <laughs> time it right? You Oh man, I used to love that game back in the day. I was actually pretty good at it. I get it at the right time and then like you know, I kind of like some of my DJs back in the day, though. So, like, I didn't mind them with their quirky, like, goofy jokes and stuff like that. But, like, yeah, like, sometimes it was annoying. Like, if you caught that one hour with that one DJ, that just was not not jiving with you. So, it was just like, yep, I need to cut that off there. Ah, oh, this song's kind of cut off a little bit in the end. Oh, man. Those <laughs> days the struggle. <laughs> man, it's like... And then, and then don't get too caught up in the song and you forget you're recording it. <laughs> so then, <laughs> that was a danger back in the day. I saw this danger, though, by going out and buying a big-ass boombox with controls on it. I can, I, and I, can, I can do the whole fade-in and fade-out thing with the tape thing on the tool. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, that was one of those expensive boomboxes. Like, okay, I'm going to spend a good $400 on this. <laughs> I don't know if I can record these tapes properly. And I was in mixed tape market for a while. Like, where you going? I got it from the radio. This is good. This is a good popping thing going on here. I was like, yeah, I know. I don't know how I did that, but it's all good. You want it? Yeah, I can make another copy. And once CDs came out, though, that market was done. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, nah, nah. <laughs> well, like, it's just it's crazy. It's, it's crazy to think like parties used to pop off of tapes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean. You, that was like our Spotify and Pandora and Apple Music before that. Because it's the tapes and the radio. That's all we had. It's like, oh, my God, what you doing, man? Yo, that was the real struggle right there. That was the real yeah. thing. <laughs> take your boombox, take your cassette tape, Get got it from the dollar store. You got, like, a 50-pack from the dollar store for, like, 10 bucks. <laughs> and straight up record all the songs. <laughs> It. Take it. your boombox with you outside, pop in another tape. Like, I, I like that song. I like that song. <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up? I need a mixtape, almost all these songs. Yep. For $5. $5. $5. dollars <laughs> And then, like, you can go ahead and create, like, what you consider the master tape, where you had a combination of what you thought were all the popular songs. Thank and you. then you'd switch each tape out. Then, like, yep, there's that tape. <laughs> The, the, the pre those what what they call them now CDs like that have like yep the like. pre pre now CDs now this is what I call music just made up on the fly yeah. off of off a of <laughs> off the corner over there oh my <laughs> straight God. up recording all day listen to the radio 
I can, I can only imagine throwing a party and it's like off of a tape and you trying to remember like what was the last song on this <laughs> like you can time it right you're like get there for the transition like can't have no dance space <sighs> get in there <laughs> now usually my, 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 my b-side tape my b-side so the most everybody always like i miss mean, your b-sides like what i heard about your b-sides and you know these are gonna be popping i'm like how you know about b-sides it's like b-sides supposed to be the low side like nah not for your tapes man shit Ah, wow, you're gonna get $10 for the tape. I'm like, okay, you know. Thank you. <laughs> that, that is funny. The B side. The, the B side. I'm like, wait, no. the whole tape. The B side. It's like, all right. See, like, I, I got into, I, I got into, um, I got into uh, making mixed CDs when CDs came and, like, I was in, I was, in, I had, I think I got up to, like, Doug mixed, like, 37 or something. Like, I was, like, I got yeah. up there. So, and then a whole lot of lime wire. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I just got a CD. So I lost you. What'd you get into, Ronnie? What'd you get into CD? Uh, dude, like, I think I still have some stacks somewhere of CDs. Like, I don't really, I don't, <laughs> I haven't really gotten rid of any music. I don't think. Uh, I collect. That's all I do. Like, I don't even. I wouldn't even. Oh man! I think, I think I still have some so of my many CDs. good CDs. I think I have a. I think I have one of my CD walls. I don't. I don't think I got rid of it or not. I. I, I hope yeah, I did. Like, uh, oh, so both of my. Uh, both of the wallets that I have my discs in, I have like old video games and old movies on, like some of my like prize kung fu movies and stuff like that. I got there, but I collect so many vinyl records personally. Yeah, and so like I have just a whole bottom IKEA shelf row lined up of just some really <laughs> damn fantastic music and then like other stuff i've gotten through through records but also through just online so mm-hmm. um you know besides all the different kinds of music that i have there i actually kind of have different collections on my computer that are stuff that i've downloaded from like itunes and yeah. like all the other music uh stores and stuff like that and then I also have music that I got from video games purchased through Steam because sometimes they'll give you the video game soundtracks to some of these uh, mm-hmm. video games. And some of those are, I'm not kidding you, jamming. There's so much good music you could find in video game music. It's really good. Like independent artists and stuff like that, man, they do such great work on some of these uh, games. But like, um, I subscribed to Title. And honestly, like, I enjoy it, but it's expensive. And I've actually recently decided to end my subscription because it's expensive. You remember back in the day, the subscription service was, like, you can find that, like, that cheap paper or whatever that would have that coupon. It was, like, call this number, uh, and then for this price per month, and it was, like, you know, 30 bucks or something like that per month. They'll send you all the CDs you want to listen to. You remember that back back in the house? Yeah, yes. like Columbia, <laughs> like all that stuff, and it's like this is kind of the same thing, except it's still expensive. Like I, I, I don't want to have to pay that much, but I, I get that a lot more of the money is going towards the artist. Plus, you can go ahead and get a lot of masters on there, and the sound quality is amazing. But at the same time, there's amazing sound quality like on other platforms, and you know, I still, no matter what, seem to prefer just putting on a record. I mean, I just really like the sound quality of my old vinyl. 
and I have some really great classic music like we were talking about, you know, uh, like the Delphonics and like uh, Curtis Mayfield, like the Superfly soundtrack, like some some Al Green and Marvin Gaye. Like my mom gave me her old collection of records that she collected. Oh, wow. Because she still had hers. And I was like, are you? And she's like, oh, yeah. And you still got some of your grandma's here. So like I kind of have you know, generations of records right here. Mm. You know, it's like, I'm keeping the family records. Uh, Mom's keeping the family photos, you know? There you go. It's pretty cool. I kind of like it. Like, every so often I put on a record that my mom says was my grandma's favorite or uh, just one of her favorites and, like, listen to one of those, and it's, like, really good stuff. No, Ronnie, I mean, that makes me definitely think. Something I didn't didn't think about, but I mean, now talking about it, and it can almost, in a sense, transition to our next transition, which is about transitions. Look at that, all these transitions. But we're losing by what are we handing down to the next generations with everything being so digitized? Digitalized. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, you still get, I mean, like, fortunate, I mean, like, I mean, I know of certain people and stuff who are, like, getting to hand down recipes and everything, which is great. That's cool. Like, I mean, that's good. But it's like, you think about, like, personal things, like, you don't, you don't hand them down. Like, we're such into a, a flip culture or it's like, you know, a, a culture of, like, hey, I mean, it's, it's we don't, hold, there's a lot of stuff we don't hold on to anymore in the sense of, like, it's, it's all digital. Like, that's, that's a trip. I just thought about that. Like that, 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 that is weird. So, so as, as, as we're going, you know, to, to, to transitions and everything, like, you know, just talking about music and then like, we saw the, the transition of music, like we went from now eight tracks is, is, is pre me. Like, and I didn't, I didn't touch, I don't think I touched eight track. Like, I mean, I saw one, but I didn't touch one, but I mean, <laughs> we go from, we go from tapes, we go to CDs. And then we go to we go to like iPods and stuff, and then we transition to what music now is and streaming and everything. And so, I just want to talk about transitions, just in life in general, and like like maybe what are some of like big transitions that has happened for you that is happening for you? I know, Ronnie, you definitely had something in the sense uh, you want to touch on transitions with this. Mm. So. I mean, just kind of, it's been kind of interesting this entire past year uh, being under uh, the vid and having things uh, happen as they have, because I was kind of wondering, you know, what what would it be like if I were way older and I was retired type thing? And this is kind of that, although it's not, because like, I, I do have a job, I get to go to work, I get to work from home. Like, I know a lot of people don't get to do that. Um, and, like, I've been quite, you know, blessed in that fact. So uh, I just kind of felt like, what am I going to do with this time that I have and stuff like that? And, like, you know, I can go out and do things now because I'm vaccinated. But at the same time, uh, like, you know, let's just think if this could happen again. And somehow we're all stuck indoors or something like that for some reason. What are some of the things that I personally could do to kind of pass the time and not, you know, go crazy or something like that? Like, just Mm -hmm. what what do I do to kind of sharpen the mind? And so, you know, I've been reading books. Uh, I feel like I've been reading the proper books, like a lot of good uh, 
real history, as Dell put it, you know, not that <laughs> candy coated uh, initiation stuff that you get in the schools. And uh, just, um, you know, just looking at the different forms of entertainment that I'm into, like I'm into music, I'm into video games, I'm into movies and TV, and just kind of being able to pick and choose my particular programming, television programming yeah. or so. You know, back in the day when you had a TV, you used to watch it. And no matter what, you would have some sort of commercial or something that would pop up and like stuff like that. And now you can kind of choose not to watch those things. Or if you have a particular subscription service, you don't get commercials and you just get to pick and choose what you want to watch. That kind of abundance type lifestyle is pretty interesting to me. And I'm like, I realize I'm living in a future I didn't quite understand we would get to, but I kind of knew it was on the horizon. So... You know, all the music, TV shows, movies and stuff like that that I've been watching and like realizing that, you know, based on all this time and stuff, I kind of have transitioned to, you know, that's all there for me if I need it. But I need to do a little bit more physical stuff. So I got more into weightlifting uh, while I've been here at home. I'm not going to a gym. Uh, I don't feel like paying a subscription to go do something I could definitely do at home because I actually was gifted a lot of amazing equipment and like it, it was just a true blessing. Like, let me tell you, for example, I got my dumbbells by sure absolute luck. Like the reason why this happened is because a friend had put in an order for these like adjustable weight dumbbells from Bowflex, you mm -hmm. know, those types of things. And Amazon had shipped him too. And he got his first order and he was like, okay. And then he got the second order. He's like, hey, what's this? And so he calls them and then they're just like, yeah, it'd be too expensive to ship back because these things are heavy. So the shipping was going to be like crazy to ship it back to Amazon. So they're like, oh, yeah, you could just keep it. Oh, wow. So like, cool. And he's like, hey, you want some weights? Like Amazon doesn't want it. And I was like, okay, cool. And so like, I feel like, you know, I should use them. And so I have been, I've been, you know, eating some of the correct type of foods and stuff like that because I had like a magic bullet blender that was just sitting here in my apartment and I hadn't opened for like a year, a year and a half. And I was like, all right, let me go ahead and make some like, you know, protein shakes with this, eat proper meals at proper times and like get to working out because like I knew how to do all this stuff. I was just being lazy and wanting to go ahead and watch a lot of TV and movies and mm -hmm. listen to music and play video games and stuff like that. So uh, I realized that uh, throughout this entire uh, kind of lockdown experience, I've kind of just been cocooning. And it's just been, I've just been really just doing a whole metamorphosis change. And it's quite amazing. Like I'm, I'm enjoying the process, which is really great. And, uh, you know, the whole aspect of, being able to work out like I work out six times a week and like it's all pretty much full body and I feel great every single day. I also recognize when I'm very hungry and I need to make sure to eat a lot more. And I've been doing that a lot. So I'm just making sure I'm eating all the right kind of proper foods. And honestly, I haven't been eating a whole heck ton of like meat protein like i've been getting like some more lighter meat proteins but also just eating a whole bunch of salad because i just been i've been buying you know how you buy those big like spinach or uh mixed greens or something from the grocery store and sometimes you might not use them by the time they expires you're just like oh man why did i buy this big thing i've been like nah 
I changed my mindset to I'm going to eat this big thing because yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> and seriously, like I, I seriously have been working out hard. I've been putting in the focus on it, like um, just m- making sure I wanted to absolutely focus on working out each individual muscle that I need to because uh, I guess I just had this idea pop in my head. I want to do a cosplay. And if you're going to do a cosplay of uh, some sort of character or something like that, I picked uh, Adam Hunter from Streets of Rage 4. Dude's mm. kind of got like a big chest and like big arms, but he like wears a, like a suspender type suit. I'm like, there we go. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to mm. go ahead and do like a body transformation. <laughs> so I'm, I'm working out and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know what? It's, it's kind of like a new kind of play on my own little flavor of life. I like video games, so I'm going to go ahead and get inspired and look like a video game character or something like that. Like, whatever. I'm just going to have fun with it. And like, I've been, I've been just very happy to be consistent with it. And that's yeah. most of the thing. And so, yeah, that's just kind of a nice transitional metamorphosis cocooning that I'm going through right now. The cocoon effect. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's super interesting. I, I can't wait for the day um, we can uh, go to the gym and work out together. I mean, I can get you a buddy path. Like, don't oh, go. man, like, no doubt, though. I am going to, I'm, I'm eventually going to need to get to the gym because, uh, you know, I can only do so much at some point with weights, but you know, you know I'll, need to, I'll need the hyperbolic time chamber training with uh, my man Doug Phoenix. You know what it is. You know it is. I I know. Trust me. I I, I love it and and I know it and I know it and I love it. Uh, what about you, uh, Dale? When you just think about transitions, uh, what comes to your mind to your heart? Mm, not much. I mean, my life is pretty static. Which is kind of nice because it used to be mm-hmm. very, 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 very dynamic. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So now I'm going for more for the static lifestyle. However, my sister has can't hurt to hell put a bug in my head, and I don't like it <laughs> because she's oh. right. <laughs> I don't like it, and I don't like being manipulated to something. Because I'm a manip guy who manip people to doing things. So <laughs> people try to do it to me, and it's obvious, and I see it. It's like, nah, ain't gonna get me. Ain't gonna get me. But then she was like, well, you know, tell, yes, you're getting older now. Yes, I know that. And? <laughs> 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 well, you know, you have a good knee. She's, you know, she's less than two years old. Yes. And, you know, anything that happens to you, I don't want anything to happen to you because I kick your ass if it does. Thank you, sis. I appreciate that. But you need to do something to make sure there's some kind of legacy for your niece. I'm not going to do what you suggested before. I told you I'm not going to write about my life. My life is too goddamn fantastic. No one will believe it. I barely believe it, and I lived it. But, you know, Audrey, how's she going to know you? Through you. But I don't have all the details, do I? Uh, <laughs> so, it's up to you. I'm just saying, writing a book, it'd be a great legacy for you to leave to her so she can read about you and know who you are and all this crap. I'm like, I don't want to write a book about me. I don't believe half my shit myself. How am I going to write about something that I don't believe half myself? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
First element, gentlemen, we sum it just as talk of porn fantasy. A young lady comes down to your apartment door, knocks on it. She has a towel on her body and a towel in her head and says, hey, I dropped a letter off my off my fire escape balcony and it fell into your balcony. Can I decide to come and get it inside your apartment? First of all, damn, God. Second of all, no, you can't come in because this is not right. There's no way in hell this is right. You must be a thief. <laughs> I'm black. I'm in the hood. You're trying to steal something from me. Like, no, I just, all right, come on in. Let's see what's up with this. Okay, comes get a letter, which is actually on a fire escape. And it's like, oh, I heard you have a lot of parties down here in your place. I do. I hear a lot of sounds from adult tapes you play at those parties. Yes. <laughs> this happens that happened who's gonna believe that shit that's a porn movie I know it happened I was there I can tell it as a joke if I write that down in print I'm gonna be crucified and vilified everybody you're a lying motherfucker that don't happen it don't happen my life is full of these kind of little things I'm gonna write this for my niece the sanitized version, of course. <laughs> I want to write that for my niece. My life is full of shit like that. That don't work. <laughs> that, that is funny. Eighteen. Eighteen. That don't work. Would you guys believe that story? You heard that from another fool? You didn't know? Dad. I know what? The fact that it's you, Dell, yes, I do believe it. Oh, my God. Second, 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 the fact that you're kind of getting in a little inception in your head about writing a book from your own sister and telling stories like that, I say go for it. Because those are interesting stories. That's what I want to read. That sounds amazing. Oh, man. Like, I mean, like, I feel like I've had some dumb luck in my life, but if you had some epic dumb luck, like, go for it, write it down, like, definitely document. I don't know how make, that, but that's make just it entertaining. weird. And I was engaged in extra legal activities. So do I write that down? Not in detail, obviously. I mean, you just, you just you just write what comes to your heart, and you you leave the rest for interpretation. Well, I don't so. want to lie to my niece. I don't give her all the details. Either. She's gonna be a little child. <laughs> you ever read about hey. criminal activities when you like a little child? That's crazy. <laughs> well, my uncle used to be. No, she. You can't read this. Nah. So, I think I decided to write it and to give it to my sister and have her publish it down the line. <laughs> I put a copy for my niece in electronic form, give her other form to my sister, and let her do what she's gonna do with it. Publish this in twenty thirty five. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if not, it's all good. It's all, that way. I, I'm out the picture. It don't matter. You don't know me. You can believe it or not. That's the way it goes. You and heard this, book, this book is coming in fourteen years. You heard about this? <laughs> 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 There we go. <laughs> oh, I'll see you gentlemen in 14 years. <laughs> bye bye now. Bye bye. <laughs> oh my. You know, I keep 
people, it's just funny. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know you're supposed to believe your own life. I don't lie generally because unless it's to protect one of y'all, that's good. Otherwise, I don't lie. But it's funny because I look back and I go, okay, how did that happen? And how did that happen? And how did that happen? Call myself live. How did I live through that? How that, you know, you go, and, and then, you know, it, it's funny because at the time, you don't think it's dangerous, you know? It did yeah. something, but yeah, you don't ever think it's dangerous. But like, something I got through, it's all good, it was a good story. But if you tell the story, it's like, I remember one thing And my course was very risk seeking at the time. I don't want to encourage my niece to be risk seeking. That'd be horrible. <laughs> Particularly since my sister, my actually my brother-in-law is very risk averse. Hmm. Is, 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 he, is he into accounting? No, he's a doctor, psychologist. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Very, very, very interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> but also get it at the same time. I mean, you live in, I mean, you work in that profession. It's like, like, look, okay, I, at work, I got to deal with everything risk. Like here, we're going we're gonna to be plain vanilla. Mm-hmm. Not, even, not even French vanilla. We're just going to be vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no beans in this vanilla. <laughs> Just straight up fresh, fresh. Oh man, no, that's that. No, that's that's that is hilarious. That is wild. And yeah, fourteen years from now, we waiting for that book. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. As far as for me with transitions, I'm definitely going through a transition right now. Going through um, changing um, jobs in the sense that going from one university to another campus, uh, college campus, and <clears throat> I just realized the level of I would say heart that I put into into my work and like how it can be hard to leave a place like this has been the longest I've ever been at one place um, five years um, working. And so building relationships, seeing ups and downs, seeing myself grow, seeing students grow and everything. And it's like, man, uh, to even move on, like one of my jokes, because I've been I've been doing both of these jobs at the same time and like. I'm like, I, I know this, like, even if there, I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, even if there was an inkling of this, God was like, yeah, don't even think about it. Like, like, cause I'm like, how people be trying to balance two and three girlfriends or boyfriends at the same time? I'm like, I, I could barely do these two jobs at the same time and give them my all. I'm like, <laughs> like I, I cannot do it. And, and trying to build new friendships and colleagues and stuff along with maintaining current um friendships and everything with with friends i mean i've made good friends i mean ronnie's definitely one of those and dale i mean we've connected through ronnie and so i mean i just look back at this time in my life i'm like wow and just all the stuff in a sense going through this transition of a pandemic i mean i remember the i mean this would be the highs of the pandemic for me but i remember the lows of like just like when is this going to be over like I live by myself and I'm like, I, I don't want to work out. Like there was a period of time I was just like, yeah, no, nah, the workout thing ain't just happening. I just don't, I did not have the gumption of like, yeah, my workout area is also where I might have lunch and also where I will do work and then blah, 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 blah. Because um, <laughs> space is so vital. And, and that's one of the things that I really learned in this pandemic is just the, the value of space. Um, and just like what a space means, your workspace, your your gym space, your, you know, maybe it was the space of your home of when people were gone. Um, 
And so that's just 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 so vital in that sense. And so so with this transition and everything is just understanding of like, man, there's like just so much to one, be grateful for, but also to learning the lessons in that. Like it's it doesn't make no sense to go through a transition if you're not learning about yourself um, and just whatever that means and whatever you're gaining, whatever you're growing. Like, Ronnie, you were touching on, you know enjoying the process. I mean, usually that's the people that that's the part that people hate the most. They just want to get towards the end. And they're like, nah, 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 process stuff, nah. Like, I don't, I don't want that. Don't don't get don't give me that. No, process, get out of here. The only time I want process is processed food. Scary. Um so but uh but yeah but definitely <clears throat> just understanding that and 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 appreciating that. And with transitions, I think a lot of people don't talk about this because people are like, oh, yeah, transitions are natural. It happens. Da, da, da. But I think people don't talk about the the fear of transitions as well. Um, and just like what that uneasiness is like, Dale, you were talking about like, like, what the heck am I doing? Like, like my niece, like what? Like and all that stuff. And Ronnie, you're like seeing things in the sense of like, oh, like, yeah, like I was just buying these, this five, the five dollar, uh, you know, spinach. And it's like half of it goes bad after a while and everything but it's like what if what's that transition and what's that that scariness and i I think sometimes it can just also be the fear of honestly achieving what we want to achieve like sometimes are we as powerful or conscious or knowledgeable of going after the things that we want and so that can be definitely a difficult part at least for me i know of a transition so I think I have to say, like, you know, kind of my enjoyment of the process that I'm going through, Mm -hmm. I think is the fact that uh, I am learning stuff like uh, I know basics, right? I know some basics, but I'm also learning other stuff to help improve uh, what I already know. And that's the process that I feel like is really like rewarding in that I'm enjoying. For example, like when I'm doing exercises, I know there's exercises I can do and there's exercises I want to do, but I should not attempt that because I'm just not there yet. (laughs) So, so there's a big difference between do I try to attempt the exercises? Uh, I know I want to do, but I'm not there physically yet and injure myself possibly. Or do I want to do the stuff that I, I should probably do first and then build my way up? And that's the route I'm going to. And it's a little bit hard because, like, it's going to be a lot of painstaking, like, work to get there. But I'm enjoying the fact that at least I'm not hurting myself. Mm-hmm. I don't plan to hurt myself. And I'm making sure that I <clears throat> listen to what I need when it comes to either eating or if I'm in too much pain. And uh, I've been realizing that I'm actually pushing myself to focus more on my process to make sure I don't mess up uh, my future potential. Mm-hmm. So, Ronnie, I, oh, I, can't, I can't wait to work out, Ronnie. I can't. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I get it. Oh, it's, it's been so good. I mean, like, like finally, like one of my close friends is like in the workout realm, and like it's been a minute. It's, it's been a minute, so I'm like, yay. Um, <laughs> no, and it's, and it's beautiful because I was reflecting on this this morning, um, just in the fact of like, and I mean, it, it happens everywhere, but I was like, the gym or working out in general is such a, a crazy headspace because 
success happens there, fatigue happens there, failure happens, growth happens. There's so many different elements of life that happens in the sense of working out all at the same time. You know, like one day you're like, oh, I can't do this. Like, it's not happening. You're trying, you're trying. And it's like, and then maybe a couple of weeks later or a couple of days later, you're like, you try it again and you're like, oh, crap. Like you've exceeded something and everything. And so it's, it's, it's a, and especially there's something different about when something's physical compared to like, you know, cause, cause inner growth, like I'm so glad for the friend, like a while back ago, I was like, you know, it's, it's rare when somebody rolls up on you and they're like, yeah, like Dale, you know, I see that inner growth in you. Like it's, you look amazing, man. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> It's, it's like that that doesn't happen so it's like that comes through a conversation of course like oh i see how much you've grown but you don't see that inner work that people are doing um when it's the the inner work of self um yeah <laughs> no interesting you talk about that a friend of mine was saying they know me since high school and uh they're saying you have not changed <laughs> it's like you may have gotten more mature and better at your shit but you're pretty much the same side Kick, kiss my ass or I'll kick your ass and you fuck with me type of guy. It's like, well, yeah, help people until they fuck with me and then I'll walk away unless they keep pushing it. And then I'll put them on the ground and I'll walk away again anyway. <laughs> That's what's happen. It's like, oh, yeah, but you've always been that way. Like, you didn't, you know, soften, like, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, no, no. That's real. So, I mean, it's just it's just beautiful to hear like what folks are doing. Ronnie, Ronnie got his uh, vision of the cosplay that's going to happen and everything. That's going to be dope. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll be able to join you and be Luke Cage. Who knows? I mean, you know. Oh, man. Here we go. Yo. Um, I'll say, say you're on Luke Cage. Sweet Christmas. What's that? Jax from Mortal Kombat. That would be dope. Too. Oh, man. Ah, oh, see, look now you're you're talking about the the <laughs> and then and then we got and then we got Dale with with the, the book that's coming in 14 years, which we are excited. <laughs> you, know, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Sign up. 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 <laughs> I mean, like, guys, it's been a great time. I, I, I thank you for being able to join me um, tonight and just share your life. I mean, again, we, we talked about the verdict and just all of what that means and where it's going. Got to talk about some music, you know, and be, the, be, the beauty of what music is and how it, how it can take you places and how you can float on from other places. So. <laughs> 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 and then just talking about transitions and just everything of what that means. So as we get ready to close out, um, I want to close with with my, my with my segment of uh, what you're digging on. So right now, doesn't have to be anything show related or anything, but just what are you currently digging on in your life? What's something you're digging on? Project of mine just went into a new direction. I'm actually impressed because I have been told by various people in my life, including our wonderful V, that I plant seeds. <laughs> And I always thought, what the hell are you talking about with these seeds? The seeds I planted last June, July, August, September were with, I called the education ladies. These are three different ladies from three different suburbs around, you know, the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. And they have been speaking to their neighbors about real history. Because they didn't know where Red Line was. They didn't know where Urban Development was. 
didn't know any of the stuff happened. They didn't know what happened when 1921. They didn't know what happened in 73. They didn't know what happened with the Stonegate riots. They didn't know nothing. And they didn't know that until 59. In this country, there were some states that if you got married, black man married a, uh, uh, your American woman, he could be put in jail or put to death. Legally. So it's been an interesting thing that they talked about to their neighbors, and they even had a encounter with a Trump supporter at one of their meetings, neighborhood meeting, outside of court. And I thought, oh, winter's coming. They're going to stop. You know what these motherfuckers is doing now? One of them, she's trying to win a call to invite two other different neighborhoods to speak about this stuff and educate people about the pogroms that happened with the Jewish people, the stuff that happened with the brothers and the sisters, with the slavery. And all the shit we had to go through. And it's just people learning stuff they didn't know because they didn't, they weren't taught this stuff in school. And I'm just really, really proud that these ladies are taking taking this to the street and saying, I'm going to educate all y'all mofos. I got free knowledge. Come here. Don't listen. listen read the history books. They're going to get the real knowledge here. I can point you to the resources at the library and online. It's like, wait a minute. None of y'all is black. <laughs> but y'all have as much passion in this project of y'all, they're working together, all three of them, mm-hmm. of making this expand and become something more. So I'm digging on these ladies wanting to take this to the next, the next step to invite other people in to give them the knowledge for free. And I'm not sure what they have to go through with this. I never would have thought they got this far, but I pretty much took, took my hands off because it's a lot yeah. of time. But I'm digging that they want to do this and one of their husbands is one to provide security for all three <laughs> Well, there you go. Community. Hey, that's, you the go. Power, that's the power of community. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm digging on that. Big time. That's, that's the power of community. Thanks. Nice for uh, Mr. Mr. Reed. Oh, man. Like, how much time we got? No. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, I am digging on a lot. All right. So let me go ahead and put this uh, story out there. There was a particular meeting uh, given by an author uh, about uh, why whites riot? That's the name of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this meeting, it was a very diverse group of folk. And you have this uh, one lady who is speaking with the author of the book, um, and seems to be making uh, the. A, taking a lot of things personally when it came to the way that the author I felt like was speaking about why these things have happened in history so much so that she kind of irked me by asking a very goofy question right off the bat, because this is about, uh, you know, not, it's a book about black history here in the United States and in, uh, South Africa during the apartheid. So she's explaining specifically why white people riot and have committed these atrocities while rioting. And we touched on Tulsa. We touched on uh, uh, North Carolina. uh, We touched on... Oh, man. I mean, yeah, we touched on South Africa. We touched on a whole lot of different instances where there was kind of these riots that happened where it didn't quite play out well for black folk. And so one of the questions I asked having lived through a riot time, uh, was, hey, do you feel as if 
the profession of police uh, might have a particular loophole where people with racial views can get into a particular position or job and commit atrocities towards neighborhoods or communities of color and get paid for it vast sums of money. And, you know, that kind of sparked a little bit more discussion into what was otherwise going to be possibly a very dull discussion had I not asked that question. I was glad I asked it because, I mean, if you were to kind of think about it, it seems that way. And having gone through my own particular riot during the time during Rodney King, you had a particular news story where police officers had boasted that they were making overtime, basically controlling these animal people. And it's like, you know, obviously it seems that society has allowed this. And I was kind of digging on the fact that this was kind of a time, no matter how, no matter what, where even if you're in any kind of meeting, you should be asking those tough questions. There's mm-hmm. no reason why you shouldn't anymore. Yeah. You owe them nothing as far as being kind or polite and asking the questions that make them think. Make them think seriously about why society is not getting better with these situations. So I was digging on that. We need more education like that. We need either people trying to do it in a positive light, like Dell is saying, and doing it out in the streets, in the community, and being a diverse group of people trying to educate everyone else on what has happened in our real history. So even if you can do it on a personal level, I say do it. Have those discussions. Ask those tough questions. I was just in a Zoom meeting, and that's why I decided to ask that question. You can be... You know, hopefully when we get more and more social, you can ask other questions also of just other people. I mean, like, just have these discussions now. You should. You should be. There's plenty of interesting things we can talk about. That's so good. that's kind of one thing I'm digging on. What? Thank you. <laughs> thank, 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 thank you for that. No, because that actually made me remind, reminded me of something I need to watch tonight, actually, on questions and stuff. So thank you for that. So. Mm-hmm. I was about to shut it down. Well, I'm trying to shut it down early tonight. I'm watching it, and then we we gonna do stuff. So, no, so what what currently <laughs> currently what Doug is digging on is honestly what I'm digging on right now is just living in the present, like not mm-hmm. jumping ahead, not killing myself over the past, but it's just really being in the present and enjoying everything that is the present. Um, so often, I mean, I know other people can get afflicted by, it, but I know myself. Can be like, oh, okay, like what's ahead? Like what's ahead? What's ahead? Or how do I get ahead? How do I get ahead? How do I get ahead? But it's like really appreciate just what's in front of appreciating what's in front of me, who's in front of me, and how I can, you know, be how can I serve um to the best of my abilities and use the gifts, talents, and abilities that I've been giving, um, given to um to do that. Because one of the beautiful things about life. We all we're all the same for the most part, but we all have different talents and abilities and gifts and everything. Like we all process things differently. We can look at the world differently, but it's when we have the compassionate heart to to be in the here and now to understand other people and and what they're going through and everything. So so yeah, so that's honestly what I'm digging on right now is to just be present, focus, and you know, just make efficient planning. It's not being foolish with just living in the present but it's being wise with living in the present and then moving forward 
as the days come and everything. So, fellas, I want to thank you again so much, so much knowledge. I always grow when I talk to either one of you. So, mm-hmm. always, you know, Dale, you are <laughs> dropping them seeds. See, one of the things I say, Dale, is we're either we're doing one of multiple things in people's lives. We're either planting seeds, we're watering seeds, we're removing weeds. Or we're just, you know, just tending to the stuff that's there um, in in the garden that needs help and everything. So uh, continue to do the beautiful work that you are doing, Dale. Ronnie, keep killing it at the in-home gym and everything. And one day, oh, the day, the day I I get to mentally say, Ronnie is going to the gym. A beautiful day for me. Like, so much. If, if, hold on, I'm going to say this real quick. Um. Chris Chu, if you're listening to this, I would love to get you in the gym as well. No, it's not going to happen, but I would just love it. So uh, (laughs) just super appreciate you guys once again. Uh, Thank you listeners for listening to this and checking this out. Make sure you uh, like this, subscribe, share it as well. Leave a comment. I want to hear from you. Trying to get this thing rolling. Well, not trying. I'm getting this thing rolling. One of the phrases, and I'll close this out of this, one of the phrases I am living by right now is, I'm doing my best to be my best. That is where I'm at. I'm not trying. I'm not going to give it the old college try. Doing my best to be my best with what I got right now and what I can do right now. So, again, fellas, thank you so much. Any closing words before I close it out? Good man. All right, so <laughs> stay tuned for the next dig on Doug. I'll have me follow me on Instagram, on Facebook as well. So until next time, keep digging, y'all. Peace out. Peace.